0: And now, O Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. If through the words of this human being we don't hear your voice, O God, then please speak to each of us, as only you know how to do, in the quietness of our hearts. Amen. Today, we are in the next to last uh, message in, a, in our first summer series. And the word summer has been our guide for these six weeks, and we'll be again next week in August. We'll start a, a new five week series. But um, today, I have to be honest with you, this passage was what gave me the idea, for this, I, the, the idea for this series that was all about summer, all about a season where many of us think about taking a break. And maybe, if not, if we can't take a full break to go on vacation, Moving at a different pace of life. And what we see happening in today's passage is not just Jesus telling us the order that we need to rest, that we need to be at peace. Jesus doesn't do that. Instead, he invites us to rest and then he shows us how to rest. That's what we're going to dig a little bit more deeply into because in this series, what we have been doing is looking at the, some of the stories of Scripture. And just looking at the story, telling the story, and seeing what might emerge from the story that we may not have seen. Or heard before, digging deeper, unearthing some new truths that are there. And what we see happening today, like I said, is Jesus walking, uh, is Jesus traveling with his apostles, which are his 12 closest disciples that are named earlier in Mark's gospel. And he is taking them and showing them and instructing them on how to be good at resting. Now, my guess is some of us here today are not very good at resting, or we would say, we, we, would, we would own that and say, I'm not very good at slowing down. We move at a very, very fast pace. Our personality is geared that way. Some of us may say, I have more time to rest than I know what to do with. I feel like I'm resting and chilling all the time, but the truth is, friends, we all probably live somewhere in the middle where we're busy, we're active, but we also uh, have to find that, but we also find the time to rest. And what Jesus is showing us here that we're going to dig into is the importance of finding a rhythm where we can go with ease, go with ease with, and go with peace from working to resting and resting to working. And, and he models for us and teaches us how we can do exactly that. Now, in order to fully understand this lesson, and to appreciate the timing of Jesus telling us with the disciples to come away and to rest a while, we have to understand what Jesus has been up to. Now, if you think you had a stressful couple of days this past week, and I'm not denying some of us have been through it or may have been through a tremendously stressful week, but just listen for a moment to what Jesus did on a typical Monday and Tuesday for him. Going back to the beginning of Mark chapter 4, Jesus has been kicked out Of the temple. He's been told you can't preach there anymore. They run him out of the temple. um, Because he said things that rattled people a little too much. So he goes out and he says you know what. I'm going to find a boat. And let the boat be my pulpit. He goes and he calls the new disciples. And he gets this boat. And he pushes out from shore a little bit in it. And he preaches his first message. Which is one about the farmer going out to sow the seed. And he tells the story. And then he interprets the story. And people are Amazed, So that's what he did first at the beginning of his week. And then he tells the disciples, let's get in the boat and let's go to this other region and tend to some needs that are there. So they get in the boat. They get in a storm along the way. They get to the other side. They arrive in a graveyard. When they get to the other side, this is still in Mark chapter four and they get there and there is a demon possessed man who comes running out of the, the tombs and begs Jesus to help him. So Jesus casts out the devil. That was good news. The man was healed, right? Well, the townspeople said, no, we don't like that you did this, Jesus. We want you to leave. So Jesus has to get back in the boat with the disciples, go back to the other side. By this time, we're at the beginning of Mark chapter 5, and this is all still happening the same day, friends, according to Mark's gospel. Jesus gets to the other side. A friend of theirs from the synagogue named Jairus is standing there, and he is distraught because his daughter is ill, and he wants Jesus to come help him. Well, the crowds have begun to gather because they've heard about Jesus' teaching. They heard about him casting the demon out of the man. They want to get close to him and see who is this guy. That everybody's talking about. So Jesus and his 12 closest friends, they're walking through uh, through the marketplace, and a woman stops and touches Jesus's garment. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and she's healed. And Jesus stops along the way to talk to her, to minister to her, to find out her story. Then he gets to Jairus's house. By the time they get there, they're running late. J-R- Jairus's daughter has died. And everybody is mad at Jesus. I mean, no sooner are they wanting to get to know him, and they're excited about him, and then they're mad at him because of, his, because of his timing. But Jesus says, no, 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 just hold on a moment. This girl is only sleeping, and he raises the little girl from the dead. And then as soon as he's done there, uh, he, he takes the disciples aside, his 12 apostles, his closest friends, and he says to them, okay, you have had a crash course In ministry, you've heard teaching, you saw a demon be cast out, you've witnessed healings, you've seen the dead raised, your crash course is done, you get to go out two by two, I'm sending you out like Noah took the animals into the ark, I'm sending you out two by two, and you're going to do everything that you just saw me do. Now guys, I don't know about y'all, but... I would have wanted like a manual of some sort before going out. Miss Judy, our new children's minister, has been putting together a manual for Sunday school teachers this week. And I told her in the early service, I'll bet that Peter, James, and John would have loved it, Miss Judy, if you had been there to take some of what Jesus taught and put it in a manual form. Because all Jesus told them was a few instructions, and he sent them out. Well, at this point, a couple of days have gone by, but the disciples are gone. These apostles are gone for maybe a week or two. We're not sure for how long, but some time has passed. And then now we are at Mark chapter 6, verse 30, where they have come back from their missions and they are telling Jesus all about it. That's where we pick up today. It says in verse 30, the apostles gathered around Jesus. They told him all that they had done and taught. Now, Mark is a guy. uh, Mark is the gospel writer who gets to the point. He doesn't give us a lot of detail. But when Matthew and Luke tell the same story, they have the apostles just going into great detail like our children do at the children's sermon on Sunday morning about everything they saw and everything they did and all the fun that they had because they did many fun things over those couple of weeks that they were gone. And they tell Jesus about everything that they witnessed and they've been on the go and on the go and listen to what Jesus invites them to do. In verse 31, he says to them, Okay, come away, come away to a deserted place, all by yourselves, and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they did not even have leisure to eat. Jesus is teaching and leading by example here a very important lesson that is embedded in the story of creation, which is that, yes, God created us to work, but part of the work that God created us to do involves resting. On the seventh day, we remember in the book of Genesis that God rested. And what Jesus is showing the the apostles here is, is the fact that they need to go ahead and work this into their rhythms of life. They need to make rest something that is a priority because they could have kept going and going and going. And friends, as you know, We human beings are not the energizer bunny. We can convince ourselves sometimes that we are, and my guess is that some of us are the type that we go and we go and we go until we can't go anymore, and Jesus is wanting for us to avoid that exhaustion and to avoid getting to the place where we feel like we have to escape everything, because Jesus rested. He found time to rest, as we're going to see in today's passage, and he still never missed a beat in being where God wanted him to be so that he could do the work that God had called him to do and he's setting this example for the disciples and for the apostles and so it says in verse 32 they get in the boat and they go to a deserted place by themselves and as they're going i like to imagine that jesus is teaching them about teaching them about what it means to live an easy life to live a life of ease now let's be very clear friends jesus does not mince words about the fact that following him is not going to be Easy. We think of the word "easy" as being the opposite of difficult, right? No hardship, no uh, no hindrances along the way, just smooth sailing. We think of it like that. Those two classic songs by the wonderful classic rock band, The Eagles, "Take It Easy" and "I've Got a Peaceful Easy Feeling." My guess is all of you have listened to that at some point this summer, or you've heard it playing on the radio because it's just those are great summer songs of having a peaceful, easy feeling. But that is not the kind of easy. That Jesus is talking about, although I do think Jesus would like music by the eagles, especially those two songs. But what the ease that Jesus is talking about, the easy going, is about living a life in a rhythm of ease, flowing with the Holy Spirit. Living with ease means just going and flowing with where God leads you, and that includes being led into places. Of rest, and when the disciples, when the apostles are with him in this boat, and in verse 32 it says they, we don't know how long they're in the boat, but they're traveling together. And then we see this again in verse 53 and 54 that they've come over, they crossed over again, and they have been in a boat once again. And what I really like to imagine might have happened there is that Jesus is teaching them about how to rest. He's showing them you've got to pull away for a little bit and then go back and pull away with God and then go back. And in that pulling away, there is great energy, there is strength, and there is great insight that that is given. And I I can't help but wonder, as they're they're moving along, that they were really good travelers and they decided to sing some songs together, sing some of the songs of worship that they learned in their growing up years. And one of those was most likely written by Jesus' great, great, great to the nth degree grandfather David, who we know is a songwriter. We talked about him last week. And one of David's most famous songs that he ever wrote. Let remember the words to it: "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. What comes next? He leads me beside the still waters. Yes, and he restores my soul. Can't you just imagine being on the boat with Jesus in this small group of people, and he is sitting there telling them, let's singing the song with them." About, I am leading. And they, re- they look at him and they realize this is the good shepherd. This is the shepherd who is, uh, who is leading us beside the still waters. He is the one renewing our soul right now. And friends, we have that opportunity each and every day to take some time to spend time letting Jesus lead us. That is where the ease of the going comes from. We can go, and we can go, and we can go, and with Jesus, he has given us a way to ease into our going, to go with ease into what he has called us to because he gives us the opportunity to be filled by the waters for our souls to be renewed and refreshed. And that is what he is doing here so that by the time in verse 33, look at what happens. The people are searching for them. They've hurried to the other side on foot from all of the towns and arrived ahead of them. And when they go ashore in verse 34, there's a great crowd Look at what Jesus does. He has compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Don't you know when Mark was recording this gospel, and just as a little historical note here, Mark uh, was most likely the one who wrote down what Peter told him. So in a lot of ways, this is Peter's gospel in some way too. Imagine being Peter telling this to Mark, and notice that detail that the people were like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus is tending to them. He's got the energy. He's got the strength because they, were, they, because they took that time to live into the rest that God gave them. And then they learned how to do that for their own ministry as well. And look at what happens in the second part of the story. This is really two short stories that have been pieced together. The second time that this happens, the, and when they arrive in verse 54, people recognize him. And they rushed about the whole region. They brought the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And in verse 56, it says that they all went, or Jesus went and the disciples went with him into the villages, the cities, and the farms. They laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they could just touch the fringe of his cloak because they believed all who touched it would be healed. Do you see what happens there at the end? with what Jesus does and what he's showing the apostles to do. After they've had this time of renewal, after they've had this time of strength being given to them, all they do is walk through the town. All they do is walk through the marketplace, through the village, through the city, through the farm, and people come and healing and miracles take place. Friends, that is how our God so often works is in the everyday streets of life and we can be a part of the healing work that Jesus is doing be a part of the bringing ease and confidence to one another because you see the ease that Jesus lives with is one of confidence in who he is and he wants for us to go about life in confidence that he is our shepherd walking with us that indeed healing can take place that renewal can take place that teaching can take place and guidance can take place and we can be a part of it if, he will, if we will be willing to let him set our rhythms and renew us and be our good shepherd. Eugene Peterson, uh, who wrote the, tra- the message translation of scripture, uh, takes Matthew's account of the story and translates it in one of my f- most favorite phrases of a modern translation of scripture. And that is, it, he, Peterson translates this as Jesus saying, come and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Come and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And what we see happening here when the disciples are on the boat with Jesus, when they're spending time with him, he as their shepherd is renewing them. He's inviting them into different rhythms. And I want to encourage you as you go through this week, as you go through each day. To find those pockets of time where you can pull aside with the Good Shepherd. And sometimes you may only have time to read Psalm 23. Or you may feel like you only have time, only a certain amount of time to spend in the presence of God. But do what you can. Find ways to make the rest of God, which is spending time with Jesus a part of the everyday routine, a part of rest. Because in the rest, we get renewal. And in the renewal, we see miracles take place, not just for us, but for everyone we come in contact with. And we see as Jesus, as the crowd and the people rush all about the region, as the rush of the world continues, as in verse 55, look at what Jesus does. He simply walks Through the town. He simply walks where the people are. And friends, we are invited to do the same. So I encourage you this week to find the peaceful, easy feeling that is more than just kicking up your feet on the table, although we all need that, and sitting back and taking a nap. Something more than that. Take a moment to find the peaceful, easy feeling that comes with the ease of following Jesus. And indeed, let us take it easy. Take the easy. Route. The easy route is the route where we spend time in flowing with the Spirit, following after Jesus, letting Him renew us. Let us be filled. We were not created to be creatures that go and go and go until we drop. That's something that we did, that we do to ourselves. Instead, let us find a way to be renewed daily. Let us be refreshed. And let us go with ease to where God leads us today and every day. Through him who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, our Lord Jesus, who, who lives into the unforced rhythms of grace in us, belongs belongs the glory now and forever. Amen.